Did you ever go back and watch the first one? No. no. You did the right thing. Yeah, I was. I was. I must admit, I was tempted, but then I just thought, Nah, I can't. No, I don't want it. I did. Um. So I did. Yeah, Suicide Squad. But then I also watched Birds of Prey. Oh, geez. Yeah. It's like everyone forgot about Birds of Prey. That's exactly my point. Everyone forgot about that film, and it's really good. Um, So yeah, I'll I'll bring that up when we talk about it. (laughs) Like, if you're watching Harley Quinn movies, that's meant to happen in between the two Suicide Squads, isn't it? Yeah, and it actually makes yeah, it actually makes sense given what happens to her in this movie, and she's all like empowered and emancipated and all those like. Well, yeah, that's coming off the back of Birds of Prey. That makes sense. Yeah. But no one saw it. No one knew about it. Well, it got all the incels crossed, didn't it? Well, for a start, well, for a start, it called itself Birds of Prey when really it was the Harley Quinn movie, and they fucked up, and then really they changed yeah. the title of it a week later. Um, yeah. And it was also the movie that came out in February 2020, which is probably the worst time. Possible. <laughs> yeah, was that really? the last film that we saw yeah. pre? I think it lockdown. was. I think it might have been either that or um, Onward. They were both oh, around yeah. the same sort of One time. Of yeah. But it's literally just like, you look at like the, the years year that in movies, it's like, well, there was Bad Boys for Life, Birds of Prey, Onward, and then nothing. Yeah. That's that's the year of 2020 in movies. It's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> the year of the gas leak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder no one remembers it. Fucking hell. Yeah. Anyway. Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom. That's one half of the Omcast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello there. In this episode, we're talking about the Suicide Squad. Emphasis on the the. The. The Suicide Squad. The. 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 The, the, the Suicide the. Squad. The latest entry James in, Gunn's. Yeah, James the, Gunn's The Suicide Squad. The latest entry in the DC comic book franchise, written and directed by James Gunn and starring everyone. Lots. Lots. Um, I mean, Lots of them. you know, Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, uh, John Cena, Peter Capaldi, uh, yeah. <laughs> Joel Kinnaman. Taika Waititi, Taika Joel Waititi, Kinnaman, Michael Rooker. Jai Pete, Courtney. Um, Pete Davidson, Pete Davidson, Viola Davis, Sean, um, uh, Sean Gunn, yeah, uh, Sylvester yeah, Stallone, like everyone, Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> Stephen Agee, think of yeah, everybody, wife, everybody, everybody's in this film. It's a crazy cast that he's assembled. Um, yeah, and it's been, it's, it feels like it's been a long time coming. I'm not sure. I think this might have been delayed. Um, I know it was definitely, you know, it was been to be out earlier than it was. I'm not sure how much earlier. Um, I can look that up, but we finally got this now. So it's 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 a long story how we ended up with this, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I mean, usually we would do a grand rewatch, but given um, the predecessor to this, or one of the predecessors, as you reminded me pre-recording was not so not so good no, not so well, well received and, the, yeah uh, the main the main one being yeah um the you know the original suicide squad film that came out back in 2016 um and is 
generally considered to be like the worst of all these DC movies. Um, there, are, there's a lot of Is story. It? Yeah, do, I always mostly. thought it was BVS. Well, that's of the debate, isn't it? I think a lot of there are a lot of people who the Zack Snyder of it when it comes uh, to BVS yeah, will have a, mean that there's going to be a lot of people who will defend it to the death, and that will be the hill they die on. There's less less of that when it comes to the Suicide Squad. Oh, sorry, yeah. Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad. Fucking <laughs> yeah. hell, it's oh, a nightmare. Hell. You really should have called it something else. Anyway, um, should have called it Task Force X or something, but it doesn't have that brand recognition, does it? So I get it. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, so lots of different things went on. So first of all, they made that first film in 2016, and it wasn't very well received. And a lot of the story of what happened to that is it was very much a studio-mandated thing. They panicked. Yeah. Um, as a result of what happened with BVS came out that same year, they panicked and felt, oh shit, hang on, we've got to try and make it more light and then we've got to make it, you know, what people want. And so they tried to replicate things like Guidance of the Galaxy um, and they went back and reshot a load of stuff. They actually, they ended up taking it away from the director, David Ayer, um, and giving it to yeah. the trailer house to cut the final version of the movie. Um, and if you watch that movie... That's- and if you watch that movie you can tell it's definitely cut by people who do trailers because it's just like one's songs like constantly drifting in and out like every five minutes yeah like graphics coming up to explain who characters are just nonsense it's just it's so you know awfully put together and yeah it's just ended up being this crap film um and argue yeah recently like obviously this has all come back out again now because the new moon's coming out David Ira said, right, yes, I had this full movie that I created, had full, you know, character arcs. It was this, you know, this story about people, you know, getting their self-worth back together again. It was, you know, we had a score that was amazing. That, you know, we didn't have any um, pop songs in it at all. Um, yeah, he, he said no all radio that. songs. And- yeah, he said none of this. Um, and, that, and he just told us that story. And he said, right, and that is the last I'll ever say about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Like, right, okay, that's been put to bed. In the meantime, there was the James Gunn scenario. So James Gunn, oh god, yeah, coming off the back of having directed Guardians of the Galaxy one and two, um, he's very much a fan favorite. Everyone loves him. He's got a very sort of a storied history in some of the you know genre movies that he's made over the years. Um, and yeah, he massively blew up in the public eye following this. Like he's been Guardians, a yeah. like a cult director before. Yeah, like cut his teeth making trauma movies which is like like low budget intentionally schlocky like d movies not even sort of b level but like d and then they're really stupid and silly but got a bit of recognition for doing some of these sort of like indie smart films like super mm. and stuff like that as well like slither yeah but sorry i didn't want to cut you off there no no, no yeah um, but the other thing that he did in his early career, which I forgot about, was that he wrote Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, he wrote the the Scooby Doo movie with Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar back in two thousand two. That was written by James Gunn. Yeah, I, I mean suppose. that's got James Gunn thumbprint on it, definitely. Yeah, in hindsight, um, and he's got now he's like now because he is this name, he sort of he he uh, produces things as well. So I mean like uh, Brightburn, which I think we saw last year or the year before. That was the year know, before. Present- yeah, presented by James Gunn. It was like, right, now that he's got a name for himself, his name means something. Um, and that's very much off the back of Guardians of the Galaxy. That's where he broke big and everyone became aware of who he was. Um, so he made the first two Guardians films and then there was this sort of, you know, 
I don't know what to call it, scandal, Twittergate, wherever it was, there was some tweets were dug out that he had posted years ago, which were in poor taste and bad jokes. Um, Yeah. That were very, that were controversial. He should, things he shouldn't have said. He apologized and and that was, you know, should have been the end of it. But what happened was Disney fired him um, from Guardians 3. There was a massive sort of, you know, online uh, argument about the whole thing. There was like the cast of Guardians put, you know, a petition together to try and get him back. Um, yeah. But what happened in that in that meantime is Warner Brothers saw their opportunity and swooped in and went, hey, <laughs> do you want to come work for us? And they, uh, the story goes that they literally gave him carte blanche to make literally anything he wanted. Like they asked him if yeah. he wanted to do a Superman movie or or whatever. He literally could have had any property that they had access to. And he chose, yeah. not surprisingly, the Suicide Squad. Um, so I'm sure there were probably some people at Warner Brothers who would have preferred him to take on something like Superman given that there's a bit of a stink around yeah. Suicide Squad after what had happened with the last movie. But he said, nope, Suicide Squad, that's what I want to do. And they were like, okay, fine. Um, and they let him make that. In the meantime, Disney have since rehired him, and now he's back on to do Guardians 3. Yeah. But what it's meant is that there's been this big, long gap between the Guardians movies, and in that time, he's gone off and made the Suicide Squad at Warner Brothers, um, and he's made it, in a way that he like he's basically is getting stuff out of his system that you could never have done that Marvel, I feel. Um, particularly yeah, the, the R for rating sure. for a start, because this is the most R rated of all them of the mainstream <laughs> movies. Like, fuck yeah. hell, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking about some of the stuff that happened in it. Yeah. It's just it's fucking great. It's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, we're we're very in the lead. So that, yeah, that's the whole story behind it. But the main thing is this is fucking brilliant oh, i really really loved it yeah um i loved it i really much, liked it like, pretty much everything it's... about it yeah like yeah cast is unreal it's just it's got so much energy behind it and it's just it's exactly what you would want from a suicide squad movie really exactly and it's it's one of those things that it's like yeah very much wears its influences on its sleeve everyone's having a good time doing it but they're not having a good time doing it in like uh i don't know like without getting too much into it like one of the things that you always hear about like fast and furious films they're like yeah but everyone's having a great time they're like yeah but no one's putting any effort in yeah whereas with this everyone's having a great time but they all want to put in a good show yeah yeah and like everyone's having a really good time and the chemistry is really the chemistry between everyone is fucking brilliant absolutely yeah um like idris elba's in there like kind of you know he's pretty much like the co-protagonist yeah but like, that's that's the thing like but there's no way of knowing like they've all got their own arcs like what, what's great about the cast is that any one of them could be the lead they're all like yeah. do you know what I mean? they could quite easily and they even do that like in the in the early parts of the movie you're like i'm not sure where this is going to pivot because he, yeah. he makes a point of of going and he said he's been saying this in the promotion of going up to it no one is safe in this the reason the cast yeah. is as big as it is is because there's a hell of a lot of cannon fodder um so there's a reason why you and you've got some amazing actors in here and any one of them could be he could pick and choose to have right you're going to be my and same goes for the characters they're playing as well because you have these characters that are just like these z list like dc characters and he just i love the the james gunn of it he goes you know what no fuck you i'm gonna make polka dot man into a proper character yeah that i'm gonna make polka dot man a legitimate character and it's like 
fuck you, James Gunn, you did it. I, just, I can't believe it. You, you fucking nailed it. You fucking nailed it. But like, you did, you did exactly for, for, you know, for Pokemon Dot Man, what you did for Groot all those years ago. Because that was the yeah. thing with, you know, Guardians. Guardians was the one everyone was like, oh, I don't know, they're taking a risk here. We're not sure. The, the, these characters are all a bit weird and a bit different. They're not, they're not, it's not mainstream enough. This could be Marvel's first big flop and ended up being this beloved thing. And that is an absolutely no... It's a know, lot of people's favourite as yeah, well. Like. And that is massively due to James Gunn and the way he put those characters together. And he's brought that to this. Um, and he's played with, like, yeah, he hasn't... Because there's this weird sort of limbo that this movie lives in where it's kind of, it's compl- it's kind of a reboot, but at the same time, it, it is a sequel. Um, it does, yeah. it's sort of, it uses, And that's why I like the fact that they didn't throw away the cast that they had. So there's, yeah. I think, four returning characters in this. We've got Harley, played by Margot Robbie. We've got Rick Flagg, um, by Joel Kinnaman. Um, we've got Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis. And yeah. uh, Captain Boomerang, played by Jai Courtney. Um, yeah. And they're in it, and it's like, right, well, they were all in the last movie. And it's like, right, well, does that mean that? And they all, But all they do is, like, they just have a bit of a shorthand with one another. Like they're just the everyone else is new. Everyone else is completely new to it. But then those four yeah. characters, like they know each other a little bit better, and they and they just go, "Oh yeah. hi, how are you doing? Oh yeah, well, hey, what are you doing back here?" And that's it. Yeah. It's literally just a one throwaway line to let you know that oh, there's a shared history between these two particular characters. No one else. Everyone else is meeting each other for the first time, and it's a really great like commentary on us, the audience, as well. It's like, oh yeah, we know Captain Boomerang. He was in the last one, but we don't know anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know any, any no, of these other brilliant. weird people and it's like oh that's that's such a good way of doing it and it, again like why would you want to get anyone other than Viola Davis to play Amanda Waller do you know what I mean it's, she's perfect yeah it's like yeah it's like there's no she's need. fucking brilliant yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it and same same goes for Margot Robbie is like no she was perfect she's she's going from strength every time she turns up with this character now she completely owns it and this is no exception so yeah. let's just keep her in it and yeah it's, and it's brilliant um, but yeah, it's just it's hard to talk about it's, without spoiling. Yeah, because um, there are a lot of surprises in this. Yeah, like, there's lots of so yeah, what you see in the things. trailers are very different from what some some things are very different from what you see in the film, and some things are in the trailers aren't in the film. Yeah, and I think I'll be interested to see how what people's reaction to that is because I feel like yeah, it's being sold on the back of this incredible cast. And when you realise, like, some there'll be some people's favourite actors who they go to see and aren't in it as much as they maybe would want them to be. Um, I'm just yeah. not not spoiling it. Um, but if you're going for that and it's like, mm, yeah, maybe you, there might be a bit of a, you know, sour taste on that basis. But I, I loved it. I don't care. Because the people that we're left with for the rest of the movie are brilliant. Um, and we yeah. just, it, it's, I think that's the one of the only sort of criticisms we'll have is, it, is because it is... Um, an ensemble piece it does feel a bit disjointed at times and it jumps around a bit um but yeah especially all, early on yeah i think in that that early part of the movie is just it's, it hits you over the head it's a bit of an assault on the senses and it takes a minute to sort of settle into it um <laughs> yeah i kind of like that though because i was no. like as i went into it i was like okay Right, where are we going with this? Like, what's happening here? What's, 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 what? And then yeah. it just knocked me on my ass completely. And I was like, all right, yeah. I don't know what's happening with any of this, but I'm going with it now. It's, it's when the titles came up. That's when it was like, oh, fuck, right, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. so there was a whole pre-title sequence, which must be like, I don't know, must be 10, 15 minutes. 
before we even get the titles start to come up. And but even like the the start, everything's so stylized and it's perfect. It's like all the all the titles that come up, not only in the title sequence but throughout the movie, they have these like yeah. sort of chapter titles almost. And it's kind of reminds me like I feel like this movie is like it's a perfect comic book movie because it kind of feels like if you were to take like a trade paperback or a volume, volume one of the Suicide Squad, say, and then yeah. ind- individually there are issues in that volume that came out on their own. And then they were stitched together and put together in a, in a trade paperback or a volume. That's what this is. And you can see where they're, they're clearly defined by like, there's a title yeah. comes up, you know, bring me the head of the Suicide Squad or whatever. Yeah. So, they're like, issue, now, yeah, that's the next issue. Or there's an issue where it's like, there, we get a whole side issue where it's all Harley has her own little side quest. Yeah. Because it's like, it'll be like a graphic novel with the, the tie in. Cause they're always like, Oh, you find out what happened to Harley in this, go and read so-and-so. Yeah. 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 It's fucking brilliant. Like it's so cleverly laid out as well. Yeah. And just um, yeah, I mean, from a visual point of view, it looks amazing. Um, we got to go oh, see God. it. In, we got yeah. we got to go and see it in IMAX, and it was fucking beautiful. Um, and he yeah. just he does a great job of yeah using the sort of medium of of comic books to sort of just create that shorthand. And so yeah, using the, the titles is one thing, but also like he uses you know when people have flashbacks, you see it through you know uh, you know projected onto the back of a of a window and things like that like he gets creative with it but then also just the from an action point of view some of the action sequences are like just insane the amount like clearly you can see how much of it was done practically um that's what what i love about it as well like there's so much yeah tangibility to it yeah yeah and you can tell they're going for that r rating so like every you know bullets and people get hurt and that you feel like anyone could get yeah. hurt at any moment. And like, you know, there are just like people get absolutely wrecked by just because it's like this war movie where the idea is the Suicide Squad are getting sent into Cult of Maltese, which is a classic setting from the comic books, which is like this. Um, but it's Cuba, basically. It's this, it's just Cuba. Uh, yeah, it's fictional, yeah, politically it's, appropriate Cuba. Yeah, so it's this island nation, um, in South American. Um, they've got all this sort of anti anti United States um, sentiment, um, but they're their own country, and they're, yeah, they're, and there's so basically like a benevolent get, dictator in yeah. charge, who's and been then they get usurped with a general. Yeah, exactly, and then it, it becomes it's great. That's a perfect setup for what the Suicide Squad is meant to be, because the idea is that it's like well, the U.S. government are sending these guys in because there's a now a there's a ruling party here that we're not sure whether they're you know friendly to the US or not. Yeah, compliant. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly the kind of shit that used to go on. It still it might still go on, but it's like you, you know, you hear about all that kind of you know black ops, CIA well, shit. Bay of when, Pigs. Bay of Pigs. You know, yeah, was... it's the Bay of Pigs. That's literally the opening sequence of this movie may as well be the Bay of Pigs, but with <laughs> yeah. Captain Boomerang. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and yeah, it's these these ideas where they they try and do military interventions to install a government that is, you know, that is aligned to their principles and shares our interests. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly the kind. And then Task Force X are an American government um, extension or they're an American government team. And it's like, right, okay, that that plot that you've set is the perfect plot for what a Suicide Squad team should be doing and would be used to yeah. do if they existed in the real world. It's like, right, perfect. Like, 
um and yeah. then and then they add the the comic book stuff on top of that and it's like right well instead of trying to stop them using a nuclear weapon they've got some crazy big comic books um comic book mcguffin mcguffin yeah which we'll, we can talk about after the spoilers um yeah but yeah it's just it's perfect it's spot on um and just like yeah like i said the action sequences are brilliant and i like that they're not all the same as one another um i feel yeah. like particularly like there's one where we get harley quinn um and this is just amazing like one woman absolutely wrecking <laughs> shop through it but it's like it's because yeah. like, her style of fighting is this sort of balletic violence is the the best way i can describe it yeah it's all very like choreographed and perfect but it's also like going for the jugular and fucking killing as many people as you possibly can um <laughs> yeah but then that beautiful but deadly yeah and that's completely different to the one when you see people like um Pe- peacemaker fight where it is like this drag out fucking brutal smashing shit up oh, yeah. there's nothing there's nothing beautiful about the way he fights whereas there is with harley that's what I like is that James Gunn knows the characters well enough to be able to differentiate that. Yeah. Um, again, it's sort of if you go back and watch other DC movies like things like Aquaman, where uh, James Wan just literally he's got this thing where he likes panning the camera around and round in circles. Yeah. It's like regardless of who's fighting, that's the style I'm gonna <laughs> do for all of these fight scenes. And it's because I like that style. I'm like, well, has it got anything to do with the character? No. No, it's just my thing. It's just my thing. It's just a thing I saw once. I think it's cool. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, a, it, it's again another sort of showing of how action sequences can don't just have to be dumb action sequences. They can inform character. Um, yeah, and that is a great example. Because there's there's specific sequence like uh, early on where they talk where they actually show individually like. Because they talk about two of the characters like being fairly similar. Yeah. <laughs> sort of pre-spoiler tag, I won't say anything about it, but they talk about two <laughs> characters being fairly similar. Yeah. And then when they, they the go in and they show it and they have like, yeah, exactly. They have like a kill off and you go, that's brilliant because they are doing this very, very differently. But then every once in a while, one of the other people in the Suicide Squad will do something and you're like, Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, they're, they're they're here as well, and they're really gonna fuck you up yeah. again. And it's another one where it's like, right, well, we're seeing all this action and violence and stuff, which is kind of yeah. what we're here for. But it's here to, you know, set up characters and set up rivalries, and and like it serves a purpose. It's not just action for the sake of action. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, fuck me, this is so good. I can't wait. To, I want to go and watch it again because I feel it's so dense. This movie, there's so much going on. There is a lot going on. Yeah, I was literally thinking earlier as well. Like, yeah, I do really want to see this again. Um, um, just, just for the the amount of characters it introduces as well. Because like, like I say, other than those four that we mentioned up top, everyone's new. We've got um, Idris Elba's playing Bloodsport, who's a character I wasn't really aware yeah. of. Um, and I was worried. He's a fairly minor character. Yeah. Um, but then his backstory, they do hint as, oh, we put Superman in the ICU <laughs> by shooting him with a kryptonite bullet. And like that's from the comic books. That's exactly what he's known for. Yeah. Um, I was worried at the beginning that they were just, he was going to be a replacement because I fir- heard apparently initially they did want to try and get Will Smith to come back. But it okay. was just a case of his um, schedule didn't line up for it. So it wasn't him. He wasn't willing to do oh, it. He just okay. couldn't do it. And then when I with Idris and they brought him in as like, oh, he's a guy in prison. Oh, yeah. And he's got a daughter on the outside and he's got a relationship with that. I was like, oh, fuck. Are they literally just going to do a one-for-one replacement with another black guy? Yeah. 
and hope that we don't notice. But then the minute he has yeah. a conversation with his daughter and they just start screaming, fuck you at each other, I go, oh no, it's not that. <laughs> yeah. It's not that because I don't, yeah. think Will, I don't think Will Smith would do that, would he? Somehow. No, Will Smith's too good of a dad to do He's that. He's the best dad. He's the greatest dad. He's the greatest dad who ever lived. Um, so yeah, there are there are similarities between those two characters, um, but they're yeah, quite they're sort of they're surface level, really. Um, and Idris is great in this. Also, I do think that there is a slight um send up. The the the, the joke that they make about uh the similarities yeah. is also leaning <laughs> into that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely is. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, he's, he's exactly like what she just Amanda Waller just has he has the exact same backstory as me. So yeah, yeah. I, I'll do what you do, just better. <laughs> yeah. Which I would have loved to have seen between Idris and Will. Yeah, that would have been cool. Because I can imagine that chemistry is outstanding. But yeah. that's not to say that I didn't fucking love John Cena because he was so good in this. He was brilliant in this. And like he it, consistently blows my mind with how funny he is yeah he j- he was brilliant in this and i i feel like he's so much like again if you think a, cu- a few weeks ago we were watching him in f9 and like mm. who used him better this yeah on the, a number of levels not only his his comic timing but also his like his physicality and his just he yeah as a as an imposing like superhero um character He's like a fucking sight to behold. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He like, because yeah. he looks like a superhero. He looks ridiculous. I mean, it's insane. There's one point where he's literally just there in his tighty whities and he's just like, fucking hell. That's racist. <laughs> That's racist. No, it's not. What? <laughs> but yeah, he's fucking brilliant. He's like, brilliant. The I just, whole I... cast is so well put together. Yeah. There's a couple of his lines like the... that didn't quite land a bit, a bit for me just because I'd seen them in the trailers. Um, so, okay. not, but apart from that, because that, that's always the danger with any comedy, really, is that you want to put funny things in the trailers. But then if you do that, yeah. it lessens the impact of it in the in the movie. Um, and there was a couple of instances of that where it's like, yeah, I'll kill every man, woman, and child, or you know, I'll eat an entire um, fucking I'll beach, entire, you beach, feel, beach you full feel of that dicks. entire beach full, full of dicks. dicks. I'll eat every like, single one of them for liberty. So that's great, but I'd seen it in the trailer like three or four times. So it was just like it didn't have yeah. any impact in the context of the movie. Um, I hadn't that... seen the Bag of Dicks one, to no. be fair. <laughs> which uh, I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's great. Um, we've got Rat Catcher 2. It's kind of like a bit of a heart of the movie as well. Um, I mean, yeah. Me... She's a... Oh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just looking for Rat Catcher 2. Where is the actor? Can you hear me, Clem Pandango? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's fine. That's just been stupid. Uh, yeah, Daniela Medicor. Medicor? Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah, so I'm probably butchering that name, but she was in this and she like plays a really good role in this and that she's kind of like the innocent, if you like. Yeah. Like she's Sleepy far- millennial. Sleepy millennial. She's like... She doesn't quite answer. It's like, wait a minute, I thought you were the crazy one. And it's like, and she's quite sort of just naive and innocent um, in comparison to the others who have sort of been around the block a few times. Um, and she plays a really good part in this. And again, they have that sort of, you know, it was, oh, you remind me of my daughter, but they don't overdo that. Again, I was worried that yeah. it was going to be a whole thing, but it wasn't. It was just like, right, okay, that's enough. And then, and then we get it. 
Um, oh, fuck, I don't know. I don't and know. She does one of the like what I do want to sort of talk about with her briefly before we get into spoilers is mm. she's one of the characters that has subtext. Yes, because there are so few superhero films that actually sort of use any sort of level of subtext nowadays, and she's in there. And you go, well, why is she in this, you know, Bell Reef? It's Bell Reef, is it? Yeah. And um, you're like, well, why is she there? And then she explains it and you're like, oh, well, she's there because her and her dad were doing this stuff, but then he died. So she just carried on doing. So she yeah. is fairly innocent in all of this. Like she's only doing what she's only ever known. Yeah, it's like she has a met this messy human ability to be able to control rats and use that uh, to try. No, it's um the wand. Oh yeah, it's um yeah, it's more technology based, isn't it? I feel like isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the she's like the wand amplifies what's already there, isn't it? Or I don't know because like she doesn't have to use the wand to con- to talk to Sebastian, the little one that's on her shoulder all the time. Oh yeah. Maybe. So I think maybe it's like she has she has the ability, but to be able to do some crazy shit with like thousands and thousands of rats, that's when she needs the wand. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe again, it, everything's sort of said so quickly in this that you struggle to. Keep yeah, and it doesn't. But it's it also it doesn't really affect it. No, there's no sort of like you're you're not gonna nothing's gonna be ruined by knowing the difference of whether she's using it entirely to control them or just as a support tool to control them. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's this thing that she's got this connection to her dad. And again, it's another one of those where on the surface, it sounds like a crap superpower, but they make it really cool. Yeah. They make it really, it's same with Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man is fucking brilliant. Um, David Desmalchin plays his character and they've just, they make this absolute joke of character and he's got this ridiculous suit that he puts on and they like immediately start taking the piss out of it. And the first is, like, oh, they call him the Polka Dot Man. What does he do? Throw Polka Dots on people? It's like, yeah, that's exactly what he does. <laughs> but they make it like horrific and like really violent it's like yeah you have to see it to know what i'm talking about but like yeah it's not to be laughed at it sounds like it should be but it isn't it's not uh, yeah it is so good and like the way that they level his powers out as well yeah as well as the explanation of how it yeah his who psyche. he is yeah. as a character yeah yeah and how, how he sees is another level yeah um which we'll have to get into because there are there are clearly some very strong connections that we can make to um, guardians. Yeah. Because you're like, but but at the same time, like take it as a template, not as a copy. If you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a yeah. There are it's kind of way he and again the fact that he chose this over all the different properties he could have had. He could have done you know Green Lantern. He could have done anything, but he chose yeah. this instead. Is because he you know James Gunn gravitates towards the the outsiders the you know the misfits um and the idea of you know found family of people coming together who are just rejected by society and that's why i think he chose you know rat catcher too because the whole you know the the idea that she she brings up is you know rats are the most hated thing in all of existence in all of like you know everything on the planet everyone hates rats so if we can find a purpose for them and they can do do some good then there's hope for everybody so that's the fucking suicide squad you just nailed it that's perfect. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. God damn it, James. Exactly. Why are you so good at this? And it's and that's again like making the comparison to like Fast and Furious. Like they keep saying family, but it doesn't mean anything no. because they're just telling it all the time. Nobody's actually 
doing anything big and dramatic from a familial sense. Everybody is doing that in this. Yeah. And, and you see how you much know? it means to people as well. And again, like they don't, they don't force it because like there are things in this where it's, you know, it's the likes of Rick Flagg has a connection to Harley. And so, yeah. And again, it's like they don't suddenly go, oh, you're my brother and I'll die for you. I haven't known each other for two days. They, the one yeah. they chose, they choose to use is right. Well, if we do Rick and Harley, that makes sense because the idea is that they've been on a couple of missions together and they do go back a bit. And we as the audience yeah. know that because we've seen them in one of those missions in the old movie. So it's like, yeah. right, it's it's using that shorthand to to inform and make this a better movie rather than trying to just retroactively, like, you know, it's not doing a Rise yeah. of Skywalker and just undoing everything that happened in the previous one. Exactly. And in a lesser film, they would just tell you. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, you guys got a history then. They'd be like, oh, yeah, we've been on dozens of missions together. So and so and so and so. Oh, do you remember the time that we did this? They don't do that in this. They do it just in the way that they interact. Yeah, it does. It's, it's got like... that whole thing where, yeah, it's got that in there. And then you, as audience members and people who know the franchise, like he, there's a respect for the audience. He doesn't pander to them. Mm. He's just like, yeah, I expect you to know that just for the way. Because, like, even another way, like, Rick goes through introducing everyone on the team, doesn't he? Yeah. And he goes through and says, right, well, you got, um, you know, these are all the different people, all these people that we've never met before, most of them. And then there's um, Captain Boomerang. And then he goes, and then, and of course, and then Harley goes, hey, guys, sorry, I'm late. And that was it. And it's like, again, even in the way that he's introduced her, there's an implied, like, familiarity between him and her. Yeah. And it's just really subtle, throwaway line, and that's it. And it's just like, right, well, now we get why those two have got a bit of a connection to one another. Uh, Yeah. Brilliant. So well done. It is fucking brilliant. But uh, yeah, there's one thing that I would say that sort of didn't sit perfectly with me, but that's yeah. going to have to be in the spoilers. Yeah, I've I've probably got I've got a similar one. Uh, well, I say similar. I don't know what yours is, um, but I've got another <laughs> another one where um, it's the thing that something that I wish they'd done a little bit better. Um, but it's is a is a nitpick really. Um, that you know, yeah, it's not. This isn't a perfect movie because there's basically no such thing but god damn it it's, it's nearly <laughs> yeah i mean it's, well, that's, it's, that's it's exactly what damn i was it. thinking this yeah as we were sort of leading into this i was like it's not perfect but i was like well nothing is but and this nothing, is no. like this is really fucking close to being like a perfect superhero movie yeah and i've, I've seen a lot of sort of you know now obviously the, the reviews are starting to come out it's not actually out in america until thursday isn't it? Um, no, so we got it a little bit earlier, and then the other weird thing, which will is something that we'll have to see if there are any ramifications of it, is that they're putting it out day and date with um, HBO Max. Um, oh, so, really? Oh, yeah. Dear. So, given what's going on at the moment with Disney and Scarlett Johansson, it'll be interesting to see if that there are any actually happens. Yeah, ramifications. Well, it's I think it's it's going to happen on Thursday. But it's about whether. Margot Robbie or anyone wants to sue them for the amount of money they're going to lose over it, or if maybe HBO Max have worked well, out a better deal for them, I don't know. Maybe it's different in contract, because Marvel are known for having that be a functional part of a contract. Yeah. So that's how they pay Downey. They give him like a basic Yeah, salary, it's all about, it's all about the... Um, they give him like $8 million, but then they give him a percentage of the box office. Yeah. So I don't know if... Because I know HBO, they got into... Originally, they said they were doing it, They you know, from now on, forever... And then they said, no, it's just going to be, a, you know, just for this year. And a lot of people kicked off about it. You know, people like uh, Christopher Nolan um, and the guys behind the Dune movie. And they've sort of now 
they've gone back on it, but at the same time, they are still doing, they're putting everything out on HBO Max. But they are like putting out everything on yeah. HBO Max, but later rather yeah. than well, not well, not all or whatever it is. I think I think uh, June is going a little bit later, but I feel like yeah, I think um, this is coming out on the same day and date. Um, yeah. So we'll see um, if there are any any backlash on that. But anyway, yeah, we've seen it a little bit ahead of time. Um, definitely recommend it. It's really it's, really good. Definitely go and see it. Obviously, it's massively um, red band. It's very massively an R rated movie. So if you're a bit squeamish, maybe not. Um, but for anyone who's any sort of a comic book fan, definitely I'll go and see this. This is a great example of what a Suicide Squad movie should be. Um, and yeah. it's just really good fun. And I think definitely got to be up there as one. Of the if Do I want to say it's the best? I don't know if I'm really quite willing to say it's the best DC movie. Like you probably will, you will say that straight away, won't you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, no hesitation yeah. from you. Um, no hesitation whatsoever. It's better than, better than all of them. Yeah, I don't know. I have to, I have to mull over that a little bit because it, it, it's, <laughs> it's just like I really like Shazam and I really like Wonder Woman. I like Shazam, but, but I don't. I know what you mean like at the moment, but like I know that my my instinct is to say yes, this is better than that. It's better than the Shazam, but at the same time, it's you've just seen it. Do you know what I mean you've just walked yeah. out of it and you're you're hyped, also so aware of that. The, the same thing about um, like Shazam just relies on the single person stick of. Zachary Levi, and if you don't like Zachary Levi, you don't like that film. Yeah, but I do. So, whereas in this, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like yeah. from like a, that's kind of the thing is that I like it. There are some things that don't land, but yeah. at the same time, like it's really good. It's really fun. But I know that I'm desperate to see this again. Yeah, and I've only watched. I'll probably this will probably be the sort of film that I'll put on like in the background, like. Yeah. I know for a fact that next time you and I hang out and we just put a film on the background, it'll probably be this. Could be, yeah. You know, when it comes out legally, of course. Obviously. Um, Obviously. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and it's... Um, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, I would say it's my favourite one, like, unhesitantly. Okay. Um, anyway, right, so that's what we think. Um, now let's get into some spoilers. So, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Spoilies, spoilies. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Fuck, where to start? Well, I guess we have to start at the start, don't we? Because he does, on a film level, like the the x-force joke from from deadpool 2 but on a massive scale yeah <laughs> he gets together this whole team of like well-known actors like colorful characters puts them all together and then just brutally murders them all in the first 10 minutes of the movie <laughs> and it's just like fuck <laughs> as it kept happening like another one went and another one went it's like some of them don't even get to do anything some of them like Pete Davidson just walks out and gets shot in the face immediately. <laughs> and then when I say shot in the face, I mean literally they blow his face off. Like they, they shoot show his you. face off. Yeah, it's not, it's fucked. It's not okay. Like <laughs> although, yeah, they, they get they get to the drop zone um and drop a weasel out of the, the out of the um oh my god, that's so fucking good. I go, oh fuck, did anyone check whether weasel could swim or not? 
No. So he just drowns. That's it. He just he flails yeah. around this weasel, this weird weasel character, which is motion captured by um Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn. And it's just like the window. Who licking... plays Calendar Man? I think he is. I think that yeah, I think that must be that's what's implied, isn't it? Is that we see him yeah. and it's Sean Gunn and he's like throwing, he's having a go at somebody, and he's got, I think it's like September or something tattooed on his head. It's, it's like or all uh, January, going, February, March. Yeah. Like, J- like J-A-N-F-E-B-M-A-R. Yeah, going around his forehead, which is like the classic look of Calendar Man. So I think, yeah, yeah canonically now, in the DCEU, the Calendar Man is played by Sean Gunn. <laughs> which might throw a slight spanner in the works for um, Robert Benton. Uh, oh, maybe I don't know. Robert Pattinson, that's like an Elseworld though. That's got nothing to do with anything. Oh, okay. That's like the joke. Oh, is it? Uh, oh, is it all changed then? I. Uh, that's. My I don't know how any of this works. That's my but... current. My current understanding is that that Robert Pattinson movie is separate to everything else. Okay. Um. And there are, you know, but at the same time, they are doing things like, obviously, uh, Batfleck is going to return and he's going to be in um, the Flash movie. So that's your starting point. And then from that, then that means that J.K. Simmons is Commissioner Gordon and that's the world that he lives in. Right. But, but then, then Jeffrey... Jeffrey Wright. Wright is the one that is for Robert Pattinson. And then they've also cast someone now to play Barbara Gordon in an HBO Max series for as a Batgirl. And she's a... Uh, I don't know what the, the right term is, but a, a person of colour. Um, yeah, which would imply to me that maybe it's linked to the Jeffrey Wright version. But then I've also then heard rumours that apparently um, J.K. Simmons is in talks to return for that series as Commissioner okay. Gordon. So fuck those. <laughs> no idea. No, but, it's all fucked. I mean, anyway, you know, like this, this takes thing. all sorts to make a family. But at the same yeah. time, like, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where it's all going. But it yeah. is running the risk of overcomplicating it because well i mean this we're already in a situation where you're like you know trying to explain to like a lay person about flashpoint you know and i get i get i get it because the the set the same argument stands if you watch and understood back to the future you're going to be able to do flashpoint in theory yeah it's just about how far they're going to go with the whole what you know introducing people who only exist in this universe because now we're going to get you know in flashpoint we'll get batfleck will be in it but then we're also going to get Michael Keaton and we're also going to get Supergirl. Yeah. And it looks like the Supergirl that they're doing is the super, uh, um, Laura Lane Kent, as in okay, uh, Superman, uh, Clark and Lois's daughter. Right. Rather than Kara. Um, Kara Zorel. Zorel, yeah. Who is the traditional yeah. Supergirl who's Superman's cousin. Um, anyway. Um, but yeah, the main... Suicide like, Squad. Next year, though, there will be three on-screen cinematic Batman in the space of one year. We're going to have Robert Pattinson in March, and then in November, there will be both Ben Affleck and then also Michael Keaton. Mm. So it can, it will get confusing, I think, for, for the layperson, like you say, but we'll have to see how it goes. We live in a yeah. post-into-the-spider-verse world now. You have to just deal with it. Well, exactly. We live in a multiversal yeah. world so get used to strapping kids yeah um 
but yeah, anyway, Suicide Squad. So yeah, they just kill everybody on that beach. It's an absolute bloodbath. <laughs> they fucking kill everybody. Because all these characters that we yeah. just like, some of them we just got to know. And I, I kind of suspected that this might happen. But they did. They do kill off um, Captain Boomerang. Um, I yeah, I kind of sort of thought that might happen just because we didn't see a lot of him in the trailers and stuff. And I thought. I wonder if they're bringing him back and they'll kill him off because he's like he's an old character and it's just showing that no one is safe. And it's like, yeah, yeah that's exactly what they did. Uh, but even that, like, they had a nice moment between him and Harley where she sort of calls out for him and she's got a bit more of an attachment to him. Because um, they have this thing where they when she gets on the plane and they're sort of her and him are like bantering. They're like looking over the the new recruits, like going, "Oh fucking hell, look at this fresh meat. They're not going to last five minutes." Yeah, you probably, does this guy, this guy, dog. And so no, he's not a dog. He's a weasel. <laughs> he's harmless. Well, no, he's, he's eating 15 children. He's not harmless, but he, he's okay now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck it. I tell you what, the other one is, yeah, that line was from um, Joel Kinnaman, Rick Flag. He's a revelation in this. Yeah. Uh, like I've always thought yeah. he was good, and he's really good in things like um, Altered Carbon he's been really good in and things like that he's yeah. he's great but he was like in the first suicide squad he was the most dour like exposition machine like coming out with this ridiculous like some of the lines and shit he had to come out with yeah this is katana yeah, she's I'm... got my back yeah. i would advise <laughs> not being killed by her and all that shit it's like now he's like they're letting him do comedy stuff and he's got amazing comedy. he's got personality yeah he's brilliant he's really yeah, good he at does and again, right now we're in the spoiler territory. That's needed because of what happens to him later on. Yeah, that's that's one thing that, like, I get it, mm. but it did really disappoint me because, like, having him come in so well and be really, really good, and then being like, kill him. Yeah, well, I don't know. It wasn't. I think. Uh... I know what you mean. It wasn't. But... It wasn't unearned. But no, at the but same I feel time, like there like, was certain... it's disappointing because, like, I wanted to see a lot more of him in the future. Like, true. I know what you mean. Um, but it's one of those. It just it, need, it needed to give. There needed to be some stakes. Um, yeah. And that's how they chose to do it. They could have equally killed off Idris, and it would have been the same thing. But the same. Then I'd be disappointed that I couldn't see any more Idris. But exactly. Do you know what I mean? And it needed so it it worked for like that. He was the right character for this film to die you know to, to, to make that sacrifice mm. and sort of stand up and they i, I, I love that, that. that yeah that whole sequence where we meet starro and peter capaldi is monologuing and all that that's when it like the film jumped up a notch for me <laughs> like i was really yeah. enjoying it and then that was when i was like oh fuck okay because it was like right it's really dark all this like experimentation going on with starro and then you get the reveal that, oh, yeah, the US government have been in on it since the very beginning. And the only reason you guys are here is to stop that information getting out. Yeah. That's what they're scared of. Not us using this against them. They know all about this. And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> like, and not only that, then we get the reveal that is like um, the reason that, the, um, that we basically have two of the same person, like in. Um, Peacemaker and Bloodsport is because Peacemaker is more morally flexible and has a separate mission. Um, and that is to make sure yeah. that, that Intel never sees the light of day because he will do anything to protect America. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. That's yeah. such a good use of him. God damn it, James. Like, yeah, again, now, right, this has just went up a notch. This just went from a, 
from an eight to a nine or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's that that whole because that's like a lot of films are sort of built and made on the third act. So like you can you can have like a little bit of a sloppy first or second, but then when you get to like the real end point, yeah. That's where it really sells the film. That's yeah. And that's what I was saying earlier. Consistently, yeah, yeah. Consistently builds throughout, like mm. more and more chemistry showing throughout character development. Build more and more and more. Like there's a point where Harley does what she does to the president. Oh yeah. <laughs> and she's like, and I told myself, if I ever I found a toxic guy again, and this thing was to start happening again, I was to see red flags. I was just going to kill him. And you're like, that's that's brilliant because that's massive progress for her. I mean, yes, yeah. the, the killing part is slightly different, but the, uh, yeah. Yeah, that whole, like, yeah, she has a whole, like, little arc, a little movie unto herself, really, where, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the idea is she gets picked up and, like, sort of, like, tre- treated like a princess by the um, the president. And, like, the idea is that he's, like, courting her to become her, you know, his wife. And yeah, and like he, she goes through. Oh my god, it's like I'm a princess. This is all everything I ever wanted. It's all idyllic and perfect. And he starts talking about his plans for the future, and she just like goes, "Killing nope. kids." It's like, nah, see, experiment killing on killing kids. That's that's a big red flag for me. And so, just, <laughs> but again, it's just a perfect way of going. Yeah, building on what the previous. Um, experience we have with that character and again like yeah you, you don't have to have watched birds of prey to get that but if you have it informs it do you know what i mean it's just yeah. like yeah, yeah that's cool that's perfect and it's just it but it's a self-contained little arc unto herself and then you, you can pick it up and go from there and then uh, it was also then capped off with her uh, i love the whole rick saying no we can't go we can't do that yet we have to go save harley because he's got this connection to harley um but then they go yeah, they have the whole thing where we've got to save the princess from the castle and all the guys are going in like gung-ho trying to figure it out and then she just turns up she's done it herself already she's yeah. killed everybody she's just called a cab she's sat there she's ready to go and then she sees these guys sneaking in in their silly little costumes like the fuck hang on <laughs> and then she just gets out and like hey what are you guys doing <laughs> I can go back <laughs> in again and you can save me if you want Oh, that that was one of my favorite parts of the film. Yeah, brilliant. Like heard. Oh, also mate. finding out TDK's full name. Oh, fuck. That's another one where I can't. I want more of it. I wanted more of him. Definitely, he's the one where I wish he'd survived a little bit longer, and they could have done more with him. Um, yeah, but yeah, when he just sends his two arms out, <laughs> really <laughs> slowly. But then they're just they're just the bit where like it's like panning around and showing everyone getting killed, and it's just the soldiers just shooting these two arms in the air, and then it shoots across and it's him writhing around on the floor with two with, with his arms missing, going ah ah. <laughs> it's like and oh, but also like it's it's really like a, it's amazingly shot because the way that it turns so quickly from yeah. action to comedy into pretty much horror, yeah. Because yeah, there are bits, tell he's just, got those. He loves that sort of body horror, sort of just like really fucked up shit. Like again, yeah. King Shark. We haven't really talked about King Shark. But oh God, King, yeah. King Shark's used brilliantly, and again, he's like going to be one of everyone's favorite characters, even though he's like this. He can barely talk. He's like he's Groot. He's basically this movie's Groot. 
Yeah. But also ultraviolet and fucking, you see him eat people whole. And I don't mean like <laughs> he chomps a guy's oh, head. Yeah. I don't mean like he doesn't like chomp a guy's head and then it cuts away. No, no, no. We're going to linger on this and we're going to show you one bite, two bite, three bite, how many, and like him slowly like eating this bloke. And then later on, we're going to show you him literally ripping a bloke in half down the middle. <laughs> That's another one of my favorite but, bits. But he's still going to be one. He's a sweetheart. And if anything, I remember saying to you as we were watching, if anything bad happens to the shark, I'm going to fucking lose yeah. it. He was like, wash. Yeah. He was like, don't you fucking dare hurt that shark. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, um, and it's the bit where you see him because he's like the team dog. Yeah. You know, like he's the group. He's the, 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 the dog on the team outside of obviously, you know, with what happens to weasel. Um, <laughs> but you see him like, there's a scene later when he just, he walks in. And they're like everyone turns around and they're just like, okay, it's just him, like because he's just the dog's just coming from being outside and he's just chewing on a head. Yeah, where have you been? <laughs> yeah. What have you been up to? Hey, eh? yeah. I was just like, I'd love that again. James Gunn does such a good job of just making you feel sympathy for characters in the right way, just by like really strategically placed edits and shots. So like yeah. just the bit where they they all go out and go to a bar. Um, and like, yeah, and they to try and get some intel, and it's really it serves a couple of purposes. It sort of bonds them together as a team a little bit better. Yeah, and at the same time, it then cuts back outside, and it's just King Charles just sat in the in the cab, just waiting for him in the in the in the van at the back. Yeah, and he just you just literally just show one shot of him just sort of staring out the window, wishing he could go and join in with everybody, and that's yeah. it. That's all you need. And it's just like, fucker, you're so good at this. <laughs> He's fucking brilliant, isn't he? Right? Yeah. Um, but that, that bar scene actually leads me on to the, the thing, my sort of niggle with it, I, think, I guess. And I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like the one thing I wish they put more into um, is sort of establishing the squad's connection to the people of Cult of Montes. Uh, okay. Because they do a little bit of it and they have this whole, there's a freedom fighter played by Alice Braga and yeah. there's a whole team, despite the fact that they kill a lot of her people. Um <laughs> And that's kind of used as a joke, which is is fucking funny, to be fair. But like it's because basically there's this hit, massive like heroic heel turn that happens at the very end. Yeah. Uh, when Starro is unleashed and he's like he's wreaking havoc and, and the squad decide to defy their orders um, and go in and try and help. And I just wish that there had been more of a like in that bar scene, that would be the perfect moment to do it. Like getting yeah. to know the guy who runs the bar, or just you know, or the waitresses, or just the people who they're surrounded by real people, um, and get to know the locals a little bit and have a connection to them, so that when the shit hits the fan and everything's getting, it's like right, these are the people we're trying to save, and that's the re- the motivation behind it because they are these are still meant to be bad guys for all intents and purposes, aren't they? They're meant to be mercenaries, yeah, um, and bad guys, and they do it. He does a good job with that turn with. Um, Bloodsport in particular, where they just have this lingering shot, and he is just hearing the screams of everyone behind him. Yeah, and it's just sound, just purely through sound design, and he just goes, "Fuck, I can't leave it," and he has to turn around. Would have yeah. been just a bit stronger if they actually spent a bit of time establishing some relationships with some of the locals. Yeah, that would have been good. Oh, well, I was going to say uh, there are two things. Yeah, one was. I wish they'd have had a little bit more of Capaldi. Yeah. 
Capaldi was fucking brilliant, but he gets like one major scene really. Yeah, but it's an ensemble film, and it's yeah. Peter Capaldi in an ensemble film, so yeah. he was probably going to get the short shift. The only other thing that I said uh, I thought that didn't really work too much was that the all the stuff in the office. Yeah, I agree. Actually, yeah, I, I feel like they were trying. I think there were a few instances in that where like it felt a little juvenile in terms of just the, all the swearing going on and stuff. And it felt yeah. a little bit like, James, we get it. You've got an R rating and it's all, and that's great, but you don't have to, not everyone has to be a foul mouth. Like, Oh shit, man. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Yeah. Like they don't all have to be doing that every single line. Yeah. And that's what it felt like in the office. And it wasn't really, yeah, it didn't really land. Did it? No. Um, and it's like, you, you've got, um, I forgot her name now. You got Viola Davis in there. Yeah, and she's, she's brilliant. She's like just she's, she's brilliant, like, and she's telling people what what. She just comes across as a bit like a, just a a bit of a matronly boss. She doesn't come uh, across as like this big, like brass balls. Amanda Waller, not afraid of anyone, will take Bruce Wayne to dinner to tell him that she knows who he is. Yeah, and is leading the Suicide Squad. She gets clunked on the back of the head, and then is fine afterwards. She's just got yeah. she's holding ice on it. She's just like. Oh, you better not do that again, sort of thing. You're like, no, no, no. This is Amanda Waller. Yeah, but like, and yeah, yeah you're right. She, she just feels she's like the baddest of the badasses out there. I think like in this, she feels more ferocious in terms of the things she says, and that's partly because of the R rating and the fact that she can swear now. So turn yeah. around, you motherfucker, get the fuck. And she is like really going for it. That's cool. But then in the things she does, it's not really the same. And like, she yeah. was actually more brutal in the first uh, Suicide Squad. There was that moment yeah. where they, because they find out that the the person they're going in to get in that film is her, and then to protect herself, all the people who are in her control room at that point, she just pulls out a gun and kills them all. Yeah, it's like that's Amanda Waller. It's like, yeah, that's exactly like the kind of thing. Like, if someone knocked yeah. her over the fucking head, like she would literally, she wouldn't even order someone else to do it. She'd do it herself. She'd kill everyone in that yeah. room. Um. So yeah, exactly. I do know what you and mean. She just... feels a little watered down. It feels a bit watered down, and it felt all felt it felt a bit tacked on. And it felt a bit like we're all in this together, and you're like, well, they are, but you're just you're kind of just watching them. You know, you are the people that um, allowed Savant to have his head blown up, stuff like that. It's I don't know, yeah, like, was, the, 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 like, the, the landing the landing morality. Yeah, it didn't it, didn't work probably because yeah, I mean, we're in, again during that big introduction sequence, they're taking bets on who they think is going to die. Yeah. Exactly, and for them to then turn around and go, go on, Task Force X, you got to do this. We're gonna, we're gonna help you. Yeah, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that that, that wasn't really earned, but it's one of those. He's juggling so many balls to, to make Such this work, a, and it is, it is a, like a real minor thing. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, yeah. it's like there's so many different elements that you got to pull off, and different arcs and different things. So, like, if if you drop one of them, I can, you know, I can live with it. <laughs> yeah, if it's one of those again, it's like. If he'd made, if he'd had longer, like you could have put in scenes with him, with everyone, you know, bonding with the locals. You could have put in scene, more scenes in the mm-hmm. office where you got better stuff from Amanda Waller, or you understood what she was like as a boss, or whatever it happened to be. But then yeah. that would have been at the detriment of something, you know, a proper character art for Bloodsport or something from John Cena, or so exactly something had to give. Unless yes. there's going to be like a a three hour cut of this at some point where we get to see all that stuff. But I don't know. I don't know. But like, I'm not overly fussed, but it's no. just, it's, you know, that's when to make, that's when to go for a wee sort of thing. Yeah. 
But um, but yeah, all in all, I think this is this is fucking brilliant. Yeah, excellent. It's yeah, everything we've been you know looking forward to it for a while, and um, I know yeah, people will have reservations about it for a number of reasons. A, D, C, B, Suicide Squad as as a as a um mm. brand. But please don't have those. Um, if you've listened this far, you've probably watched the movie already. Um, but Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I would hope so, because we've properly ruined it. I mean, well, let's say I'm ruining <laughs> it. I mean, I, I love just, yeah, his use of death as a punchline is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, again, they do it with the um, uh, polka dot man, um, who we haven't talked about. Like his whole psychosis where he sees everyone as his mother. Is- yeah fucking brilliant and so funny and so well done like they have this whole thing because his because his mother isn't like this ball busting sort of she just looks like a standard sort of yeah midwest middle you know sort of slightly dumpy mum but yeah. like he it projects it onto everybody so you see this moment where he looks at the suicide squad and they've all just got his mum's head including king shark <laughs> including king shark it's like this yeah. is fucking weird and then again he does it with starro so like he just goes just imagine like <laughs> blood sport shouting at him just but imagine you know that is that's your mum. Because that's his, it. He says, that's it. He says, can't you see that? That's your mum. He turned around and suddenly and then, there's this fucking 20 foot tall like middle, middle-aged woman just wrecking buildings and shit. Like, uh, I've also I love, got to say, like the Starro stuff was brilliant. Starro was so good, wasn't it? Like For, like, for a character that's really hard to use. Yeah. Effectively. And like in live action... It's extraordinary. They did it and made it made it work. Yeah, it was. He looked massive. He looked genuinely scary. Like when they had the whole all the little mini stars coming out and then just like face huggering everybody. Um, yeah, and it's like, but also this like, like just the see, scale of it is unreal. When you see the um, uh, like the vivisection, when they're like the 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 the, the lab where they're experimenting yeah. on. The people that have been sort of afflicted or infected, should we say? Yeah. Um, that's brutal. Yeah, it's like, oh no, those are corpses. They've been dead for years. The only thing keeping them alive is that is those stars on their faces. You take them yeah. off, they die. And they, and you can see, like, yeah, they are literally dissecting people. And like, there's a guy who's literally just half his body is missing, but he's still alive yeah. because the thing is alive. keeping him alive. But, oh yeah. my god, like, I'm yeah, reading a, a book that's fairly similar to that at the moment. Yeah, called The Troop. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really fucking interesting. Because, like, seeing this done in, like, a mainstream film, mm. because it's so often that they're, like, like the Chitauri from Avengers. You go and yeah. blow up home base and they all drop. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, but why? And they're, like, when it plop. Yeah, because the film's over you know, now. That's exactly, that's how we, that's how we kill millions of these things in one go. When in this, they lose thousands of people. Yeah, but when like, they save the 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 city. Yeah, but like that's that's what I like as well is that bodies don't disappear in this movie. Mm. Like, there's a body, and like, and they make a point like when they go around like showing all the um, yeah, the the carnage after that initial fight, that initial um, beach massacre is like they're there and like these are the consequences and the same with that that final battle when you know oh yeah we saved the day they're still just surrounded by bodies with stars yeah. on their faces like there's just like yeah there's there are consequences there's some real shit going on even though it's like ridiculous comic book shit with a giant starfish like smashing shit up i just love that yeah. the contrast of 
yeah, it's again something James Gunn does really well is that that juxtaposition of like oh really like serious dark and oh look how fucked up everything is with look how ridiculous this is is giant starfish like yeah he pulls that off so well um and yeah I love it and uh, yeah, um fuck the polka dot man like, like he has his moment I'm a superhero and then just gets crushed. <laughs> just get yeah, immediately completely crushed and then later on you've got someone just holding a bit of his costume and that's all that's left of him he's literally just a puddle bit of his costume, he's literally just a paste. puddle in the on the floor there's nothing left to bury it's like fuck okay okay <laughs> and same with yeah and rick flag's death where they literally show you the the, the sort of the cross section of the the shard getting pushed yeah, into his heart so, oh, x-ray fuck. finisher from yeah. mortal Kombat. yeah that's what it feels like yeah um, but that's a fucking good fight between those two. I'd like at the time I was disappointed that there wasn't one of them between Bloodsport and uh, and uh, Peacemaker because I felt like when that when they he there's this moment where they like face off against each other when he's about to kill uh, Ratcatcher two, um, yeah. and Bloodsport comes down to save the day sort of thing, and they're they're staring each other down. I was like, oh, that's brilliant because you set up this you know rivalry between the two of them all the way through. And now it's come down to it and he's going to have to kick his ass. And it turned out to be just a kind of a one shot and done, um, which was a little bit disappointing. But then as I thought about it, I was like, hang on, because you couldn't just have him fight him in the same way he just fought Rick Flagg. That would just be the same thing again, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I liked it because they're both gunslingers. And yeah. it's like, you know. And they had the, yeah, the whole, who's got the yeah, shoulder bullets and all that stuff. My bullets are smaller. They'll go yeah. through yours. Yeah. Um, and that's did, the thing. It's um, is it flipped the script on that, didn't it? Because that's what Peacemaker said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it turns out that yeah, he was just like a, I like just Peacemaker. Everything about him, like the fucking the giant guns they use, the ridiculous helmet that he has, his costume. He's yeah. just he's ridiculous. Um, it's cool to see that they are they're making this TV show. I'm um, really excited for that. Yeah. So they're doing it's going to be a, like a nine part limited series um, on HBO Max, starring John Cena as Peacemaker. Um, and it's going to be like I was thinking as well, given the way the movie ended, that potentially it was going to be a prequel about how what his yeah. exploits were pre Suicide Squad. But if you stay for the post credits, no, <laughs> yeah, nope. Um, so, so again, I'm wondering if I was just looking out now. I'm wondering if we there is going to be like is Viola Davis going to turn up in that? Because the implication Ooh. at the end, well, the um, implication is they said that oh, this is our punishment. Is that we're being given this guy to deal with, right? That's what they say, isn't yeah. it? The two guys who, who one of them to save the motherfucking world, yeah, to save the motherfucking world. And it's like, no, we've got to do it with this guy, and that's like our punishment for what how we handled this last thing. So we could be seeing the wrath of Amanda Waller play itself out in a slightly different way, um, but we don't know. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that actually because. Yeah. I wasn't so bought into it and then I don't know, like spend a lot of my time thinking that proof is in the pudding now. So I'm less excited about things until they sort of happen in front of me. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I'm 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 good for this. Yeah. So seeing that has made me go completely, completely on board for um the peacemaker show. Yeah. Maybe we should do an episode when it comes out. Yeah, when it comes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think because I think that'll be the first time where they'll be putting something out that will be akin to the Marvel, um, you know, the Disney Plus series. 
Yeah. Um, it ties into the movie universe, but it's a limited series on their on their streaming service. Um, and I know that they are planning on doing more stuff like that in the future. Like there's still talk about that um, the GCPD show that was going to tie into the Batman movie. Um, with okay, yeah. So that's I think still happening. Um, and then they're also making movies specifically just for that um, platform. So that's what the Batgirl movie is going to be an HBO Max movie. Um, I think yeah, Michael B. Jordan's recently announced he's doing the Val, Val Zod series. Oh uh, yeah, Superman Val Zod, which is different to what Tallahassee Ho- Coates and um, Tallahassee Tallahassee Coates and uh, JJ are doing, which is a movie. Okay. It's very confusing. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing, but there'll be some stuff coming out. The first one that's going to hit, though, is going to be the Peacemaker, because as far as I'm aware, they've literally made it. Um, and it's just literally in like post-production, and it will be coming out at some point next year. Sick. So that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm so down for that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, I think that's it for Suicide Squad. I mean, we could probably talk about this all day. There's so much going on in there. Um, yeah, but- to be... <laughs> Yeah, we, we've barely scratched it. We haven't even talked about all the cast and, you know, we, we've got, we've covered it fairly well, I think. So we'll be back for the next one. I'm not quite sure what it's going to be. There's a few things coming out at the moment. There's uh, Still Water, the Matt Damon film. Oh, God. That's that. Yeah. That's a no then. Um, so <laughs> there's... <laughs> Sorry. No, uh, I know. Yeah, but like... I just think it looks so shit. I know, and like Amanda Knox herself has come out recently and said they're profiting off my life. What the fuck? Oh, um, really? Yeah. So I do feel a little bit dirty with that one. Um, well, annoyingly, what was meant to be this week is fucking Green Knight. Yeah, it was. But then for some reason, the, yeah, the, the entertainment one have decided that we're too, it's too dangerous to come out here, but it's fine in America. So there's loads of reviews and stuff coming out for it from the States, and we're not allowed to watch it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm, fum- yeah. I'm still fuming about that. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's stuff we can watch, so that we'll we'll find something, I'm sure, um, and get another episode out for you guys next week. But in the meantime, go watch Suicide Squad. Yeah, do go see it. Don't watch old. Go watch Suicide. Oh, definitely don't watch old. Christ. <sighs> Suicide Squad. It's great. It's a great time. Um, and yeah, it's really good. What difference between two films, though? I know. I know. Um, yeah. it's been an interesting week <laughs> yeah it's, literally wasn't even a week between was it no it was but, you know, week, time works differently here oh, fuck. every half an hour we spend on the beach our children grow by six years <laughs> I work in a museum so I know about these things so you know I'm rational you understand that I'm a rational person but I'm obsessed with the past. But the statistics. And my was, husband, he's he's obsessed he's into with statistics the and stuff. And so, so but I say he says statistically it can't possibly happen. But it's okay because you're a nurse and you used to be on the surf team. So you oh, fucking I that film. <laughs> Is your name Jaren? It's Jaren with an I. Ah, <laughs> oh, thanks, Jared. <sighs> what was that film with Michael Caine and? Not Michael Caine, fucking Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando together. They were both oh, in it. Christ. Yeah, thanks, Rufus. Go and sit down now. Go and just keep Look, doing. He's like, count. 
that he's Count Adamar and he will forever be Count Adamar. And I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what he, I don't care if he was in in Royal Shakespeare Company. I don't care if how accomplished he is. He's still Count Adamar, and he will look up at me from the flat of his back. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, anyway, brilliant. right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. It's lower, lower in my chair. Mm. Oh Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, that was good. A bit rambly, but we always ramble when we talk about good films. Yeah. So, <laughs> fuck it. Uh, what is next, actually? Oh yeah, why why are you on your other phone, by the way? Oh, the other one just ran out of battery. So that I've seen that's the official poster for the Peacemaker TV show, as it currently stands. Nice. Fuck. Um John C is so good, man. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, because you said, like, in um, watching Fast and Furious, like, well, he's not a villain. He never has been a villain. But, like, in no. this, like, the when he's having that fight with Rick Flagg, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm scared of him. Like, yeah, I am genuinely scared of him. He's a good villain. Like, <laughs>